And yet, despite all of our greatness as a nation, everything we have achieved is now in danger. We will never give up. We will never concede. It doesn't happen. And when I'm reelected, the best is yet to come. to the Hip Hop Patriots. Probably one of the largest letdowns in political history. Just got fun. Keep fighting, God wins. We love real If Biden can't go on, yes, he'd be replaced by Harris. But next in line for the leadership hierarchy is the Speaker of the House of Representatives, Nancy Pelosi, who's, uh, what, 81 or something. Can you explain to me what Nancy Pelosi, with her ama- even with the help of her amazing arm movements, which are just so distracting, what she's actually <laughs> saying in this briefing to journalists last week? We're sending stuff over to the Senate. Well, it's, most of the product that we've done is except now we, we may have added in the last day or so. And some of what we added is Senate to the bill, like a hearing. Bernie doesn't like hearing. Excuse me, Bernie loves hearing. <laughs> Manchin doesn't want hearing in the bill and all that stuff. Um, so some is Senate-oriented, and then we had the family medical need. We figured if they're putting things in, then we can put something in, if, even if Manchin doesn't like it. So, um, uh, so we are getting some... Bird and privilege. <laughs> what is I think I think mostly we're getting privilege scrub. Because privilege wow. scrub is deadless to a bill. Bird ball it's important, it's you have to take it out. But privilege violation can take you out. That's just hypnotic, Daisy. America's got three hundred and thirty million people. It ends up with Joe Biden, Kamala Harris, and Nancy Pelosi, one, two, three in the leadership. Explain this. Oh my, my, oh my God, I, I know. I mean, with so many people, those are the best three they can come up with. And the hilarious thing, Andrew, look what they said about the previous administration. They said that Trump was horrible and that he was crazy and that he was racist and that he was a terrible leader and he said all of these awful things and they peddled just complete fake news and fake stories about him. They promised that they would do better and they would be the adults in the room and everything would be just normal and lovely when they got into power. And now they've got into power and rather than improving on Trump, you've got a president who is completely off with the pixies. You've got a vice president who the very best thing about her is that she can do a bad French accent. And given that <laughs> clip of Nancy Pelosi, you have a speaker of the house who apparently doesn't know her Arthur from her Martha. Well, ladies and gentlemen, they're not lying. That was Sky News. That was Sky News talking about our third 
in command, which is the United States Speaker of the House, Nancy, stretch face Armstrong Pelosi. Now, you heard her rambling, which I can't even tell you what she said. I did try to go down and write down what she said. It didn't make any sense. If I was to sit here and read it to you, it would make zero sense. So, they also mentioned our second in command, and that is Kamala Harris. So, let's go to our second in command and see if she's any better or if she's just as bad as the last one. This is Kamala Harris, ladies and gentlemen. Floor of the library here, and um, talking about the significance of the passage of time, right? The significance of the passage of time. So when you think about it, there is great significance to the passage of time in terms of what we need to do to lay these wires, what we need to do to create these jobs. And there is such great significance to the passage of time when we think about a day in the life of our children. I don't know what she said either, but I can, I can read for you what she said. The significance of the passage of time, right? The significance of the passage of time. So when you think about it, there's a great significance to the passage of time. There is a such great significance to the passage of time. I don't know what she is talking about. I have no idea what she's talking about. I even went to another publication and listened to the question and had zero idea of what she was talking about. Now, let's go to our first in command. We went from second to third to first. Here is our first in command, at least on paper, Joe Biden. Kidder, and I wasn't kidding early on when I was seeking the nomination. Had she been born in America, she'd be standing here and I'd be sitting there. <laughs> she was the former governor of the state of uh, Michigan. Michigan, wrong. She was a former state. She, she was a governor. <laughs> uh, I'm, I'm teasing. But we all been kidded about it. You see, the guy didn't know what in the heck he was saying. He didn't know her name. He didn't know what title she held in that state. He didn't know what state it was from. And the mainstream media bails him out by laughing, laughing at an old man with dementia. Folks, that is our first, second, and third in command. The resident and the current vice resident and the House Speaker, which is third in line for the presidency. God help us. Folks, you're locked and loaded right here on Live from America. God bless you. Thank you very much for being here tonight. I am your ever-so-humble, God-fearing, and God-loving host of the show, Jeremy Harrell, the hip-hop patriot, coming to you from the live-free-or-die granite state of New Hampshire, and it's an honor to be here with you every single night. God bless each and every one of you, and thank you again for tuning in here on Real America's Voice News. All the digital partnerships, including Dish Network, Roku, Fire Stick, Android TV, Samsung TV, Apple TV, you name it, and, of course, social media as well. <clears throat> Excuse me. I would like to uh, read for you a couple emails that I've received. This one is from Jerry Alexander. He's actually the one who carved the Last Supper out of wood that I showed you last week. He said, I'm very happy to hear that you like the Last Supper that I made for you. 
Not sure how much longer I can do this kind of work. I'm 71 as of this past Sunday. Happy birthday, Jerry. I'm also still in recovery from uh, prostate, prostate cancer, which had spread to my bladder, and now I've got something going on in my throat. We will definitely keep you in our prayers, my friend. I'm sick of going to the doctor, and I'm so tired of, <clears throat> of doing this every single day. Keep up the good work, Jeremy, and keep spreading the gospel. You can say a prayer for me if you want. Oh, and I almost forgot to thank you for the Bible you sent me a couple months ago. It's my first one ever, 71 years old, and it feels good just to hold it next to my heart. And that's why we give away Bibles here on Live from America for that exact reason right there. Here's another one from Barbara. Says, as I was listening to your show this evening, you were talking about stocking up on necessities, investing in solar power and even gold. I thought maybe you could also mention gardening, raising your own animals, etc., if possible. I'm married to a cattle rancher in northern Idaho. While we are blessed to have land and farm, land to farm, hunt and grow vegetables, many in cities are not able to do that. Would it be worth mentioning shared plot gardening? that may, many in-city use or even investing in a 4-H livestock to buy. Just a few thoughts for being more self-sufficient in these trying times. There are many options out there. God bless. And God bless you as well. <clears throat> All right, folks. We, uh, I, like reading, I like reading your emails. I like reading you know, your comments through social media and, what, and whatnot. It's, I, I always wished that the people that I watched... The, the news shows that I watched, that there was a way to talk to the people that were bringing me the news every day because I just wanted to reassure them that I liked the show or, you know, bring them, you know, ideas. And it's just, it was never possible. Today it is. And that's the great thing about today. So let's go to the Lord together and thank him for this kind of a blessing and thank him for this kind of a closeness and togetherness that we can all reach out and talk to each other. I mean, that's the main thing here, folks. They want to keep us divided. It's time to become united. March 21st, year of our Lord, 2021, 2022, excuse me, don't want to go back a year. It is easy to turn against yourself when you have failed, but it is not pleasing to me. The sooner you turn toward me, the better. My tender love can soothe your wounded pride and help you learn from my mistakes. In my unfailing love, I will lead you. In my strength, I will guide you all the way to my holy dwelling. <clears throat> From Psalm 112.7, he will have no fear of bad news. His heart is steadfast, trusting in the Lord. And from Exodus 15.13, in your unfailing love, you will lead the people you have redeemed. In your strength, you will guide them to your holy dwelling. And before you turn out the light, lift up your arms to me for help. I cannot resist coming to your aid. He cannot resist Coming to your aid, he wants you to reach out to him for help. He's got all the resources, he's got all the tools. All you have to do is say, please help me. You know what I mean? All right, let's go to the Lord for prayer. If you're wearing a hat, please remove it in respect for the Lord's prayer. And let's all say it from your household to this studio and across the world. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come. Thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread and forgive us our trespasses as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom and the power and the glory forever. Amen.
Folks, we have a closeness like we've never had before, and we can either decide to use social media for good reasons, or we can decide to use social media for bad reasons. I tend to think if we use it for good reasons, we'll all get through this together. You know what I mean? Folks, we're going to take our first commercial break here on Real America's Voice News for this March 21st. Thank you very much for tuning in. We will be right back right after this. All right, guys. Good evening. Jeremy, how you doing? Ducking horse from Wisconsin. How you doing? Good to see you. I love the fact that you guys all say amen. It gives me so much encouragement. We got a heck of a show tonight, and Ben Berkwam is going to come on to talk about being held at gunpoint by the Border Patrol while watching illegal aliens cross the border at the same time. Pretty incredible. How you doing, Evie Rosewood? Good to see you. Bargain Queen says, Bap, that's great. How you doing? Good to see you. Brenda Joy Hines says, <clears throat> do you see the interview Sunday with Bill Barr? What a rhino. Disgusting. Yeah, I try to stay away from that guy. I really do. Um, not sure what's going on here with Freddie, but I see a lot of people saying great Freddie. Hopefully something great happened to him or her. I guess we don't know who it is, but we'll see, I guess. Uh, first time, five o'clock shout out, Susie. Susie says she's a first time from Jupiter, Florida, and she gets a shout out. Must make all the people that have been here for years and never got one feel really good about that. Uh, Zachary White. God bless you, man, over on Getter. Good to see you, Zachary White. We've got Sherry watching on Getter as well. Good to see you, Sherry. Thank you for tuning in over there. Of course, we always want to make the, sure the Getter stream is, is alive and well. Terry, good to see you. Amanda Collins, God bless you, girl. I love you. Thank you for joining in on Getter. As always, Vicki Vale from Missouri. Uh, Cher- Teresa, how you doing? Good to see you on Rumble. And one more, Ginny, Ginny, G-I-N-N-I-E, Ginny, how you doing, girl? Thank you very much for joining us here on Live from America, as always. Let me take a drink here. <clears throat> Folks, before we come back from this commercial break, I do want to touch on something real quick. Oh, by the way, shout out to Tom, who made that beautiful LFA sign above my head over there in the corner. Big shout out to Tom. Thank you for that. Definitely, um, we'll definitely take anything that you make like that for the studio. That's incredible. Um, I want to touch on something real quick here, guys. So here's the thing. Um, if I am too rambunctious, too loud, too forthcoming in my show, I get emails saying to me, you need to calm down. Things shouldn't be that bad. You Watch your blood pressure. You shouldn't do that. And when you get mad like that or when you get angry like that, I really turn things away. I say, okay. So I, you know, I, I realize that. I tone things down a bit. And then I get a th- another thousand emails that say, what happened to your grit? What happened to your determination? If I say this wrong, I'll get emails. If I say that wrong, I'll get emails. I just want you guys all to know that what makes us strong in the Live from America family and what makes us strong in this new Republican Party is our differences. We are never, ever ask yourself if you agree with everything that Sean Hannity says. Ask yourself if you agree with everything that you're, you know, another guy says. You never do. So, you know, you people, we just got to realize that our differences is what makes us great. I am Jeremy Harrell and I have a personality. I also have a way about doing the news. Okay. It's no different than it was a year ago and it's no different than it was two years ago. It's definitely different than it was three or four years ago. But I digress. That was my choice, and that was my growth with God. But I, anyway, long story short, I'm never going to please everybody, okay? So I just hope you enjoy the show for what it is. 
I hope you enjoyed the show for the truth, the passion, and the camaraderie. If anything, we need that, okay? So I just wanted to say that while we get re- uh, come back and get ready to do this first and foremost section, I will ask you, though, to do me the solid favor of sharing the video. It is very much appreciated. Thank you. And now let's continue. Here we go. Welcome back to Live from America here on Real America's Voice News, exclusively on Real America's Voice News, at least for digital TV. And, of course, you can go to JeremyHerald.com. Scroll down on that first page, and you can click a fast-click link to any social media site or any digital TV site that I am on. We opened the show with showing you our first, our second, and our third that are in charge in our government, president, vice president, and speaker of the house. And as you can see, between the three of them, they could not get a coherent sentence out. So for that... Come on, man. (laughs) We did it. We did it, Joe. Dumb Dumb Award of the Day goes to all three of them. We got a triple Dumb Dumb. It goes to Joe Biden, Kamala Harris, and Stretch Face Armstrong, Nancy Pelosi. All right, here we go. First and foremost, put your cups up. Let's have our first slip of the night, slurp of the night. All right. Even though it seems to all of us who think logically that COVID has packed its bags months ago, the vaccine purge continues within our United States military. Tonight, we're going to focus on the United States Army, because even though we've seen federal um, rulings, federal judge rulings come down saying that as long as people have a religious exemption in other branches like the Air Force and the Navy, then they can continue to stay uh, giving their service to the United States of America. The Army does not feel that same way. So for all of you out there who belong to the United States Army, number one, thank you for your service. And number two, we are so sorry that our elected officials that we give power to are power tripping and taking away your rights and booting you from the military. Because that's exactly what the United States Army is doing. They have officially begun discharging soldiers who haven't taken the experimental vaccine. Last week, the U.S. Army joined the other branches of the U.S. military in their efforts to purge the ranks of all vaccine dissenters, announced the separation of three soldiers who refused to take the experimental jab. This is the first time the military branch has discharged soldiers over the mandate. Also included in its initial round of cuts were six army leaders who were stripped of their ranks, including two battalion commanders. There were also over 3,250 citations handed out to soldiers who are still refusing to comply with this mandate, according to the United States Army statement released on March 18th. Discharges are expected to ramp up over the coming weeks as the military brass looks to finally enforce the mandate after months of being in place. From the U.S. Army, quote, As of March 17, 2022, the Army has separated three soldiers for refusing the lawful order. Lawful, I might add. I don't think it's lawful unless it goes through Congress, by the way, but that's just me. For refusing to re- uh, the, the lawful order to receive the COVID-19 vaccine. 
To date, the Army commanders have relieved a total of six regular Army leaders, including two battalion commanders, and issued 3,251 general officer written reprimands to regular Army soldiers for refusing the vaccination order. As of the latest publicly available information, there are thousands of soldiers in the Army alone that have not taken the experimental vaccine as of yet. In all, there are already over 2,600 troops who refuse to take the vaccine under any circumstance and thousands more who have applied for medical and religious exemptions. However, the Army has only granted a total, get this, of nine exemptions in total since Biden announced the mandates. So receiving one is more than a long shot. The Army has been the slowest of all six branches of the United States military to begin punishing troops over their compliance with the vaccine rules. In the other branches, they have been kicking out dissenters for months, with thousands of world-class soldiers being forced out of the ranks across the board. As America's enemies abroad work to become stronger, and they are, every single day, very fast, the United States military is busy pushing woke ideology and gender theory while simultaneously purging the ranks of some of its most effective and decorated members for refusing to become a lab rat for Tony the Rat Face Fauci and for refusing to become, quote, a science experiment. Meanwhile, Biden and the rest of the Uniparty Warhawk DC Swamp members and their bootlickers in the establishment media are all pushing for Americans to lay down their lives for global democracy in another War with Russia. Fool me once, shame on you. Fool me twice, I think you know the rest. George Bush didn't know the rest, but I think you can figure out the rest. It's, uh, it's, it's unfathomable what they're doing to our men and women who have signed on that dotted line. And I don't know about you, but when you sign your name on that dotted line, ladies and gentlemen... That's it. You are swearing in front of God to lay down your life for this country and for the freedoms of the people that live in this country until the day you die. It is a very serious commitment. So to come along and say, because you don't want to take an experimental jab from a nutcase mad scientist who's been wrong for 30 years of his life, to kick somebody out over that, to... To, to destroy their rank, to, to dishonorably discharge them? Do we think that honors our military? I don't. Now, ladies and gentlemen, let's go from that to talking about our churches in America. Why do you think people in America are leaving the church? If you're watching on social media, And if you agree that people are leaving churches and you have something to say about it, then not only share the video to your friends and family that do go to church, but also comment in the social media sections on Getter and Rumble. Why do you think people are leaving the church in the United States of America? Well, first of all, I want to read you an article by Casey Chalk. Casey Chalk works for The Federalist. And I really like what he had to say about this. Now, I have my own opinions that I will add to this. But he says another factor is that the younger generations are less religious than their forebears. According to a Gallup poll, about 31% of millennials have no religious affiliation. 
which is up from 22% a decade ago. So almost 10% in 10 years. The numbers are also familiar with Gen Z. About 33% of them each uh, reach adulthood with no religious preference. Now, it's certainly possible that these generations suddenly became convinced by the kinds of arguments leveled by Broom, the, uh, a person who wrote that it's, it's a good thing that we're leaving churches, uh, although given his, um, his best one about suffering is as old as the book of Job. There are other less ideological reasons for why church attendance have been dropping among young, young Americans. Because of the socioeconomic trends like globalization and social media, we are an increasingly atomized and isolated people. Americans are less inclined to view religious membership or church attendance as part of a fulfilling moral life for reasons similar to those that explain why they are abandoning all local, public, or civic organizations. To their detriment, Americans are trying to replicate real community and real spiritual transcendence with Twitter, TikTok, yoga, Instagram, and all these other social media sites. And look what they're doing with the metaverse. Now you can buy property for the same price in the, in the fake world as you can in the real world and live in there. That's where they're going, folks. So when seeker-friendly churches seek to cater to the latest fads and trends, rather than preaching a coherent, transcendent message, people realize there isn't much that differentiates church from the self-help industry. Now, given Americans are more depressed than ever before, which is especially true of the younger generation who have no religious affiliation, we can already perceive how foolhardy it is to abandon religion. It is our desperate search for autonomy and self-realization. We only find dead ends that leave us entirely too empty. Now, ladies and gentlemen, I'll also say that the church has become weak in its teachings. Like that article said, they're teaching, they're, what they're doing is they're conforming with everything that they get at home. They're conforming with everything that they see on social media. They're conforming with everything that they see trending on TikTok or Twitter. And they're not giving a stark opposition. And when you do not give a stark opposition, then there's no reason to listen to your message. You have to be given the, the word of God, whether it's in, whether Somebody believes it's in stark opposition or not. Just preach the word of God, how the word of God was intended. If a man is not a woman, then say a man is not a woman. If a woman is not a man, then say a woman is not a man. If you choose to live that lifestyle, that's for you, and that's okay. But in general, that is the case. And stop pushing same-sex relationships. There's a reason why more people are gay, bi, or trans today than ever before in recent modern history. It's not because they woke up and said, oh, I am this today. It's because it's pushed on them. So we need our churches to stand up. We need them not to be cruel and evil, but to be very, very matter of fact and give a stark difference to what these kids are learning on social media. It's not that difficult. It's something that's common sense that all of us know, including the left. Just got to uh, just got to say it a little louder. We'll be right back right after this. All right, guys, I want to know in the comment threads what you think of that. Uh, I want to make sure we've got our guest, Ben. Uh, ben, can you hear me, my friend? Hello, hello, Benjamin. 
Let me just text back. Oh, is that him? There he is. Hey, buddy. Oh, brother, sorry, I was muted. No, no, you're good. You're good. I just want to make sure that I've got you, uh, that I've got everything in picture. And... That's racist. <laughs> let me get some, let me get, let me get my light privilege over here. <laughs> Your light privilege. <laughs> All right. Uh, let's, uh, I'm going to come back from this commercial break here and then we'll bring you right in and talk about what in the heck is going on. Okay. With you at the border. Okay. And getting guns pulled on you and everything. Woo! That's crazy stuff right there, my friend. All right, here we go. And you are live right back here on Real America's Voice News. Real views, real news, honest views, real views, honest news, whatever. It's a rhyme scheme, and it works. And we're out there everywhere, including the southern border. So we're going to take a little trip to the southern border right now, and we're going to talk to Ben Berkwam. Um, who I don't think is on the southern border at this moment, but he was over the weekend. And what happened to him over this weekend at the southern border was truly a story uh, for the generations to come. Uh, Ben, thanks for coming back on Live from America. My friend, I'm going to let you lay it up. What I saw was Border Patrol treat you guys like the illegal aliens and the drug cartel and the drug pushers and the mules that are coming across the border illegally every day. I thought you guys were one of them. I thought you guys maybe tr- went across the border and tried to come back as, as illegals, but that doesn't seem to be the case. No, uh, thank you. Thank you, Jeremy. Yeah, so I would actually say we were treated worse. I, we've been riding with Border Patrol and, and law enforcement for, uh, I've been doing it for years now, and I've only seen one felony stop made my entire time riding with them, and it actually happened to be this trip. We were down there shooting our next couple episodes of Law and Border, and there was a semi truck that came back as stolen. And in that case, you don't know what's going to pop out of the semi truck. You don't know if it's somebody, if it was stolen, if it was armed, uh, if the person in there. So they do a felony stop. That's what they did to us. So we went down to the border in Yuma, Arizona. Uh, I was actually trying to reach out or meet with the uh, sheriff there, who's an awesome guy, an awesome patriot, uh, Sheriff Wilmot. He wasn't available. And so I went to an area that I've gone to many times before, both guided and unguided, uh, an area between Yuma and San Luis. And as soon as we got there, I, typically what I do just to kind of lay out the, the um, process, usually when I get to the border, uh, there's a border patrol agent within, you know, a few miles. And I, I reach, I make contact with that border patrol agent. I let him know what we're doing, that we're with the media, uh, that we're here to tell the story. And almost without fail, it's a positive interaction. They say we love, almost always it's, hey, we watch your show. We appreciate yeah. what you're doing. We can't say it on the air, but we, we love what you're doing. This time was different. Uh, this time we got there, we got to the where the wall ends, a little stretch in between Yuma and uh, San Luis, uh, where it's, uh, it's actually an Indian reservation. And there was a group of about 60 men that were there. We interviewed them. They had come over illegally in the morning. They told us that Border Patrol told them that they didn't have room for them. They took the women and children and left the men out there and told them that they have two choices, either go back to Mexico and wait or wait there. And it could be hours, if not another day before Border Patrol can come back, which I thought was crazy because there's a third option, which we saw actually uh, some of them take part in, which is just wander into America. And and so I thought, first off, that was crazy. And we were there for about 40 minutes or so. I did a hit on War Room with Steve Bannon. And uh, and then we made our way further south down to where the, the smugglers and the coyotes actually bring people across. Again, it's an area I've been to multiple times. I've been there uh, with escorts and I've been there without escorts. Never had an issue. I had Border Patrol. I've met them out there. Uh, I've I've met the 
the uh, tribal police out there never had an issue. And this time we were out there for about two hours, got all the content we wanted to get. We were actually on our way out. We we're heading back to Yuma, actually back to Phoenix. And on our way out, I noticed two Border Patrol agents paralleling us on the levee road, which runs next to the road that we were on. And I thought, oh, great, finally, Border Patrol. But as we got up back to the point where we had stopped uh, and done the interviews with the illegals that were waiting there, the men that were waiting there, I noticed that the gate that's always open had been closed. And the Border Patrol agents that were on the road had gotten ahead of us and were actually pulled in front of it. Uh, on each corner. And when we pulled up, I, you know, I tried to explain, I was like, you know, I'm here uh, with media. We were hoping to meet with the sheriff. He wasn't available. So we went down to some spots where I've been many times, yada, yada, yada. And almost immediately it was hands up, turn off the vehicle, put the keys on top of the vehicle, uh, the driver to step out with your hands up. And then they went sequentially through the car. I was the front seat passenger. I was the second one to be removed uh, at gunpoint. And then ultimately the other uh, four passengers were all removed, or excuse me, three passengers. It was five of us in total at gunpoint. Um, I had a knife on my side. They, they uh, disarmed me and then put me in one of the vehicles. But what was interesting uh, and kind of a blessing is they uh, didn't handcuff me. I was the only one they didn't handcuff. Uh, and they left me with my cell phone, which allowed me to play some or record some of the video after the fact. I wasn't able to record myself, obviously, but I recorded some of the other guys, Harry and Brandon and uh, Jack being removed at gunpoint. Being yeah, I'm going to, I'm going to play um, that. I'm going to play that after, after our interview, I'm going to play that for people. So, yeah, so that, that is, uh, you know, that was the, the, the process. I was shocked. Honestly, I almost felt like it was a joke at first because I'm like, I know you guys. And I explained that I'm like, we're here shooting a show for you guys to expose what's happening down here. And so I don't know. And I, I did ask them, I said, what, you know, what's the reason for this, uh, for, for uh, you detaining us and especially a felony stop at that, you know, it's one thing to be detained. It's another to be detained at gunpoint. Typically that means you're a threat of violence. Yeah. We actually even admit, uh, acknowledge we had a, a firearm in the vehicle. I was legally registered, you know, it's Arizona, God bless Arizona, the second amendment. Uh, and they never even checked the gun. They never, a couple things that, that happened that were crazy to me. They never checked the ID of the driver who's been one of our, our uh, correspondents yeah, yeah. and, and, and uh, so they never, so they never even asked for his driver's license and t- properly never idea. asked for his driver's license. Yep. Never. And the, the firearm was registered to him, never checked the firearm. Uh, and again, they, they put me in a vehicle. They, they took everyone else's ID. They ran it through DHS. And then we, obviously we all came back clear. And after about 30 minutes, they finally let us go. But I asked them, I said, what was the justification for this stop? You know, we're, we're here supporting you. I'm, I'm complying. I, I, you know, I wish you would do this to more people like the 60 men that are standing behind us. Uh, and they said there was three reasons that it, so they said it was a combination of things. But the main three were that they saw us get two of us getting into the vehicle. The vehicle looked suspicious and that we were traveling at a high rate of speed, which is it's kind of crazy because if they actually saw us getting into the vehicle, one of those guys had a massive camera video yeah. camera with him. Yeah. And I, I had a, a plate carrier, a press plate carrier with me that I was wearing. And so you would think if they actually saw us, uh, not on radar or something yeah. else, so I, they, they may have seen us on radar. They didn't just clarify that, but that was one, the fact that they said the vehicle looks suspicious. Okay. Uh, that's fine. But, uh, none of those justify a felony stop. And that was the question we had. Now, the moral of the story is I love border patrol. I love law enforcement. I just wish this fraudulent regime would uh you know not be committing treason and allowing our border to be overrun i wish they'd be able to do their job and and actually secure our border and not detain american citizens but actually detain the bad guys Uh, and i really feel bad for the border patrol agents because they're 
They're stretched so thin. They are already overrun in Yuma. And now if they end Title 42, it's going to be an absolute utter disaster. And that community and all the communities along the border are going to be destroyed potentially. I mean, it's, it's bad. Ben, do you think, do you think that, and I I know that this must've gone through your head a thousand times that night, because that's something, that's such a crazy thing to have happened to you at at the very least having a gun pointed at you. Like in the moment you're like, Oh my gosh, Oh my gosh, this is happening. And you don't really think about how traumatic that is. You had a gun pointed on you at any day, at any time you could have had some guy who was just having a bad day. Right. Do you think that any of this was intimidation by the Department of Homeland Security one week after they said they're going to label people like you and I domestic terrorists? Well, I did think that. And especially the because the I had just done the interview with Steve Bannon and obviously outside of President Trump, he's public enemy number one to right. the, the D.C. swamp and the leftist right. in D.C. So there's a, you know, there's a possibility that somebody was watching that interview saw that I was reporting that Border Patrol had just left these guys out there to wander into America right. and wasn't happy about it. Um, I did speak to, I, I, have, I have lots of friends in Border Patrol. I spoke to a couple that were uh, that are high up in Border Patrol and they their response to me was it probably wasn't that. It was probably just ineptitude by the, the people that were running it, maybe the supervisor, but they were shocked too. They watched it and they said, this is uh, inappropriate, but they're going to look into it, you know, look Good. at the report. So I want to see the report before I call out you know, anybody for anything, but the conspiracy side of me, right. You know, right. Or the, co- right. Or, or the, you know, the, 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 uh, logical side of me said, yeah. this is odd. I've done this a million times. I've never had this interaction. Uh, I just got off the hit with Bannon. I met, you know, I, I exposed the Biden corruption for what it is and showing this invasion. So yeah. is it possible? It's definitely possible. Well, of course I, it is. I hope it's not the case, but I do too. Uh, but at the same time, I love Border Patrol. I just, you know, I at some point, they, along with law enforcement that are that are uh, ordered to, uh, to, you know, to do unconstitutional orders or acts, they they need to stand up and say no. And and what they're doing right now with allowing our border to be overrun, it, at some point they're going to have to stand up and say we can't do this anymore. And uh, and we certainly can't treat American citizens like they're the criminals when we're allowing our country to be invaded. Well, Ben, and I'm sure you got all their names correct. Yeah, uh, well, it's on the report. It's on the report. Okay, okay. Um, So when people say, Ben, we're praying for you out there, we're praying for your safety, this is the kind of stuff that we're talking about. And I know you know that. And I know that nobody's going to keep you away from there. I know nobody's going to keep you away from exposing the truth. Um, But we have to say it, and we have to say it every time, man. Seriously, be careful. You took me down there, and I seen firsthand what can happen. I saw those those cartel on the other side. I saw the fact, the very real possibility that they could just any minute, just shoot you from yeah. across the, uh, from across the river. And that, so I know that it's scary down there, man. And we're praying for you and uh, we all love you. Uh, how can, how can people help your effort? Like, what can they do? I know you got promo codes and stuff like that, but what's the best way to help you so that you're out there and that you're safe and you're financially set up. Well, the main thing is to support our new show law and border. Uh, it's coming out on Saturdays. We're going to have our new episodes coming up uh, in April. And so just share the content. Let America know. My biggest request to America is to wake up. And Amen. so anything that I can do, our content, uh, FrontlineAmerica.com, you can get some of it there. Uh, you can get it on all my social media, at Ben Burkwam and uh, America's Voice. Uh, America's Voice.news or on our, all of our social 
media at AM voice uh, at all you, of the places. And you so got one of and you got one of those it, promo codes. It, you got one of those promo codes with Patriot Food Supply too, right? Which is another thing that's and that's not yeah. even like a pitch. That's a real thing right now, man. People are really afraid so, that they're gonna run out of food. Like that's a real thing. This, this is yeah, one of my uh, one of the guys I, I run with, uh, Michael Yawn, one of the guys I trust the most. Uh, he says we're heading into famines. We're heading into food shortages. And I can't recommend it highly, more highly. Uh, it's frontlineprep.com. You can get your uh, one month or three month starter there. But you got to, you know, whether you just get bags of beans and rice and canned food, uh, you got to be prepared. You got to get clean water. But you can Amen. start there at, at frontlineprep.com. And of course, if you want to support, you can do that at uh, frontlineamerica.com or uh, of course, my my pillow promo code frontline. There you go. Hey, buddy, love you, man. Keep keep sending me everything you get. I'll keep putting it on my show, and we'll keep having you back on. I'll talk to you later. Okay, man. Love you, brother. All right, we'll God bless. See you later. Right, well, there yeah. you guys go. I mean, if there's anybody out there putting lives on the line and and fighting for America, it's people like him. It's people like Steve Bannon. There's, you know what I mean. It's 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 incredible. It really is we incredible. I want to uh, I want to go back and, and before we go to a commercial break, I do want to pull up this video of Ben and the Real America's voice crew getting literally held up at gunpoint by Border Patrol. This is Brandon one, Brandon two, Harry and Ben, and uh, it's pretty incredible. Check this out. Give me some sound here border we came up on 60 to 70 illegals that have been sitting there all day basically border patrol said they didn't have time to deal with them and as we're coming out this happened so i'm actually in the back of a border patrol car right now as we're coming back filming the invasion of our country we're actually stopped by border patrol and law enforcement they're bringing each one of us out of the vehicle with our hands above our head and behind our backs guns drawn like we're criminals. Like they're criminals, ladies and gentlemen. I'm sorry we lost that feed. Let's go back quick if we can. Full border experience. We're down here shooting our next episode of Patrol and law enforcement. They're bringing each one of us out of the vehicle with our hands above our head and behind our backs. Guns drawn. Like we're criminals. While Washington, D.C. is supporting the cartels. And all while this is happening, we've got 60 illegals just standing by the wall. No problem. They can walk on in. Brandon just got added into this yeah, vehicle. And now he's actually in handcuffs. Brought out of the car at gunpoint with handcuffs. While our country's being invaded, we're down here exposing the invasion. They're more worried about us than they were are about the 60 guys that are back behind us, that they're just letting stay here. We are sitting in a patrol car. We got Harry in another one. We got Jack in another one, and, and uh, Ben in the other one. This is insane. We've got one, two, three, four, five units out here dealing with us that are just exposing what Joe Biden's doing. They don't care about them. They care about us. Unbelievable, guys. God bless law enforcement. But let's go, Brandon. This guy's got to go. This whole Amen. administration. Amen. Boys, what you gonna, gonna do? do? <laughs> Bad boys, bad boys, what you gonna do? Look, when you're wearing the full armor of God, 
When you're wearing that full armor of God, you can laugh in the face of danger. And I think that's what Ben and the RAV team were doing. Hey, shout out to them. They're bringing you the truth. Who else is doing that? Don't see Fox News getting held at gunpoint. I can tell you that. We'll be right back right after this. Tell me that doesn't get your goat. Tell me that doesn't make you mad to see Border Patrol holding who they already know is there for media at gunpoint. I mean, what kind of sick, twisted, weird clown world are we living in, folks? Hey, big shout out to Ben. I'll tell you what, man, that that man is is putting everything on the line to do what he's doing, more than most people in this country right now. A lot of people talk the talk. Ben Berkwam walks the walk, and so do a lot of people at Real America's Voice News. I'm not going to lie. I went to JeremyHarrell.com but couldn't find the link to Patriot Foods on there. Just go to PatriotFoods.com. It's PatriotFoods.com. Promo code there is LFA. It's not Patriot Supply. That's a different company. This is Patriot Foods. Why are we letting our country be run by these idiots? (laughs) Long answer. Long answer. Hang tough, Ben. You're a fighter. I agree. I agree. He's a fighter and a hero. Hey, you know what? They keep talking about those Ukrainian uh, soldiers being heroes. Ben's a hero. Ben's a hero, too. He's right there. He's right up there alongside anybody else that they call a hero. I'm looking at your guys' comments. Incredible. All three stooges need to be brought to justice. Amen. Barbara Peters says, thank you, Ben, for sharing the truth. I hope that Trump sees this. Oh, President Trump sees everything, everything that Ben does. Bet that. Definitely. Ben just had an anniversary, too. The guy's always, I know he's working, right? Crazy. Through his anniversaries, through everything. All right, let's come back from this commercial break. Where are we at here? I'm almost lost where we are. All right. Woo! It's only Monday. Here we go. Folks, welcome back live from America. God bless you, and thank you for joining in tonight. Just talking about Ben Berkman during the commercial break. That guy is fearless, and if anybody needs to be called a hero, then it's definitely Ben Berkwam. Right up there alongside any soldier that I ever met, putting his life and his family's life on the line by taking it head, uh, headstrong and, 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 and spear first right to the drug cartel. Truly amazing. Truly amazing. I'd like to take this opportunity really quick, folks, before we get into the next story, to mention the partners that actually do help live from America here uh, from the Granite State of New Hampshire, and that is MyPillow.com. Of course, Mike Lindell, we've been in a great partnership with him. We have a promo code there, LFA. We were talking about stocking up on food, PatriotFoods.com, promo code LFA. It helps out the show. And, of course, any donations on Rumble Rants, and soon you'll be able to donate to the show through Getter as well, and I appreciate that. Let me ask you a question here quick. This is something that I know is all has probably been in all your minds before. Have you ever wondered where the money that comes from the taxpayer goes when it is sent to a faraway country for what they call aid? Have you ever wondered where that money actually goes? Because I do. Every single time I see another oligarch or another foreign officials fleeing their country like a coward with suitcases and bags full of money, I often wonder, I wonder if those are our tax dollars hard at work. Well, today I'm going to show you 
where I believe some of your money actually goes when they take it from you and send it to some faraway country for aid to that country. The U.S. Senate passed a bipartisan $1.5 trillion bill on March 10th that included $13.5 billion in aid to Ukraine. And they came on uh, two days later and threw on another $800 million on top of that. Chuck Schumer touted that the aid to Ukraine was amazing and pointed out that we needed to do it for pressing reasons for the Senate to quickly pass the massive $1.5 trillion spending bill. It needs to be done now. We got to get this aid into this bill so we can get it to the Ukrainians who are dying everywhere, Chuck Schumer said. This is the same week, by the way, that inflation hit almost 8% in the United States of America, the highest inflation in 40 years. So where is all of our tax money going? Where does the $13.6 billion go? Where does the $800 million go? Well, here's one answer. The wife of a Ukrainian MP, Ihor Ihor Kotskavia, declared $28 million and 1.3 million euros when entering Hungary. Now, which, uh, what's odd about that, folks, what's odd about that is, let me show you the picture here. You see what is on that table? Those are mostly American dollars. Now, I'm not going to pretend like I know where all that money came from, but when you're dealing with a wife of a Ukrainian official or a high-ranking Ukrainian official, and they have $28 million of U.S. currency and 1.3 million euros when they're fleeing their country like cowards and running to another country, and this is what they declare, I, as a United States citizen, say, I wonder if some of that money belonged to me. I wonder if some of that money belonged to my friends. Hmm. It's awfully weird that they always get caught with all of this U.S. currency. Here's another picture of it a little bit closer up so you can see it. There you go. Looks like U.S. currency to me. Looks like old Benjamin Franklin on those $100 bills to me. That was just the other day. She's not the only one. Another Ukrainian diplomat tried to flee Ukraine with 68,000 euro, $140,000 in United States cash, 12 gold, uh, 12 kilograms of gold, 13 kilograms of gold jewelry and a large number of cigarettes well that's odd we were just talking about cigarettes being a high-priced commodity in an apocalyptic world or a war-torn world there you go folks look at that oh look who i spotted again mr benjamin franklin wow isn't that something one hundred and forty thousand dollars in united states currency well isn't that something Well, folks, don't believe me. Here's another picture, more pics from another diplomat who tried to flee Ukraine. And here were some gold bars and a whole bunch of what looks to be like drugs and cash on the ground. Look at that. Scroll down a little bit. Get those gold bars in there. Ooh, look at those beautiful gold bars. Look at that. See those agents' faces blurred out because they can't have you see who these special agents are. Let's go up here. Look at that. Oh, look at the look at the look at that on the ground. What's that? Looks like drugs and money. Well, isn't that something? It must be Hunter Biden's suitcase. It looked like there was some Cheetos and some crack there on the ground. You know, anytime, anytime that I see Cheetos in a store or somebody says crack or crackhead, 
The only thing I think about is this. By the way, whatever happened to Hunter? Where the hell is he? Where's Hunter? <laughs> oh, your tax dollars hard at work in Ukraine, ladies and gentlemen, making corrupt, you poli- corrupt Ukrainian politicians rich beyond all measure. And that's where I believe that some of our taxpayer dollars go. Now, ladies and gentlemen, I do want to take this minute real quick to also touch on this. Here's another question for you. And I want you to ha- I want to give you critical think. I will not give you critical thinking. Let me let me rephrase that. I want to make sure that you are using critical thinking. I want to make sure that you're free thinking during life from America. So I'm going to be asking you a few questions from now on. And here's another one for you. Why is it taking so long for Russia to take over Ukraine? That's a real honest to God's question. I'm not just saying that sarcastically, although, that I, although I can, but I am seriously curious, ladies and gentlemen. I am seriously curious. Why is it taking so long for Russia to take over Ukraine, especially when Ukraine has no nuclear weapons? They don't even have close to the manpower that they would ever even need, not even a little bit. They have no ammunition and they have no weapons to stop what Russia is trying to do. So if Russia is invading Ukraine, I have to ask the very real and obvious question, is why is it taking so long? And why has there been under 1,000 deaths, most of them military? I don't understand why this could be the case if if what we believe in the mainstream media narrative is that Russia is in a full-scale invasion of Ukraine. Because all statistics go to would go to tell you that it would not take no it wouldn't take any time at all for Putin to actually take over Russia it's just odd to me so also here's another question why is 80% of Ukraine still going to work every day why are 80% of Ukrainians still going about their everyday busy life buying cars and doing all these sorts of crazy you know everyday things is it that Russia is that weak or is it that they're hitting precise strategic locations and could those precise strategic locations and those attacks be on nato sites that the world doesn't want us to know about let's dive into it real quick let's dive into it real fast most my, a most recent article russia exploits ukraine's western flank should have been titled russia exposes nato's impotence that piece addressed the attacks on yavorov and Del Yaten, the author that wrote, this, uh, that wrote this article, said his curiosity is fully piqued, and he's now searching the internet for U.S. and NATO documents describing their activity at those sites. Have you ever heard about Zytomer? Did you know that NATO carried out a cybersecurity training for Ukraine at Zytomer in September 2018 and described Ukraine as a NATO partner? As part of the NATO Defense Education Enhancement Program for Ukraine, experts from allied countries visited uh, Serhii Korolyov, sorry, Zydemir Military Institute, or ZMI, from 24 to 28 September 2018 to assist with the development of a new course on cyber security. Ukraine is one of the first NATO partners they said, together with Tunisia to develop such a course. That's odd. The experts provided working examples of cybersecurity education in a military institute context. Okay? The Ukrainian base at Myolev also was hit yesterday. 
All of these bases that are hit. I want to show you these pictures. Can we bring that up? Let's show them these pictures. Look at this. Military bases located inside Mykoliv was hit by a missile attack during the morning. At least 40 soldiers were killed. Because Russia does not succeed in capturing the city with its infantry, they expose it to daily in-strikes, or airstrikes, excuse me. What are they exposing to daily airstrikes? They're exposing these NATO bases and these NATO sites to the world. That's what they're doing. So you have to ask yourself and think logically, why hasn't Russia taken over the Ukraine region? And could it possibly be that they're not trying to fully take it over, that they're trying to get rid of very strategic targets that happen to belong to NATO? All good questions. I'm not pretending that I know the answer, but I will tell you where my research has brought me. We'll be right back with more Live from America right after this. This war is to distract from getting out the truth of what's going on with the laptop, says Nancy. Many of these pictures, many of the pictures are fake. The pictures that I'm showing you are the pictures that the world's showing you. Curious to know. Um, how many are video games or pics from a movie coming from Ukraine? Good to good point. Very good point. Let's jump over to Getter real quick, see what they're saying over there. Brian Tharp says sometimes you just have to take matters into your own hands. Called a civil war. Amen, sir. Let's go. Brandon says America is a dumbing, a dummy site for the WHO. Leslie says Ukrainians annual budget is only something. uh, I can't read the rest. uh, Very small. It looks like two to 4,000 troops killed 1200 civilians killed are the real numbers coming from where I'm talking about in Ukraine. I'm talking about in Ukraine. We only have about a thousand deaths that I've the last I've seen. Now, I'm not sure where those numbers are being reported from, but I would like to know, so please let me know. Thank you very much. I appreciate that in advance. All right, where are we here? Coming right back. That's right. We got some good videos to show you when we come back, so let's make sure we're ready for those. I always like the end of the show. The end of the show is one of my favorites. Oh, you're going to laugh at this. This is incredibly funny. Where are we at here with that? There it is, right there. Okay. All right, folks, we're going to come back from this commercial break, show you a series of three quick videos, and then we're going to bounce. All right, here we go. Welcome back to Live from America, folks. I always want to end the show with giving you some smiles, some laughs, and, you know, something to think about usually. So today we're going to do that. I always wondered, what would Joe Biden be like if he was a Wizard of Oz character. I think I've got my answer. Thank you to Everhart. Everhart Marty for this video. Check this out. I would not be just a nothing. My head all full of stuffing. My heart all full of pain. I would dance and be merry. Life would be a ding a dairy if I only had a brain. Some folks without brains do an awful lot of talking, don't they? I think so, Joe. I think so. Now I'd like to play another video for you. This was a great video that I saw today uh, talking about the trans uh, swimmer who came along and destroyed uh, the other women, the other uh, actual women in competition. But I just thought that this was a very, uh, I thought this was a very interesting video. And I thought you might like to see this. So check this out. 
Their daughters were cheated out of a win who felt like Leah has an unfair biological advantage. She has been transitioning for the past three years and at this point there isn't that big of a biological difference. Bruh. Honestly, I feel like they they might have a concern about um, quote unquote unfair advantage and I mean generally the advantage that men actual men have in um, sports comes from hormones but most trans women do undergo hormone therapy and so they don't have that advantage after they've transitioned so I don't think anybody was cheated out of anything I am the strongest woman this state has ever seen <laughs> would you say that you see a difference in body type or stature when Leah stands next to other female competitors um, I personally have not um, seen Leah, but in general, trans women that I have seen, I have not seen very much of a difference. She's just a woman. Just a woman? All women, women come in different body types, women come in different muscle masses. She is a woman. Do, do women have penises? Women can have penises. Can men get periods? Men can get periods. And can men get pregnant? Men can get pregnant. <laughs> That's the problem with our generation. Nobody knows anything about biology. I saw in the comment section, somebody said that I said Ukraine was part of NATO. I did not say that. That was actually what I read to you from the documents saying in those documents that Ukraine was a proud partner of NATO in that research. That's what I was saying. I want to make sure I said, make sure I cleared that up. One more quick video. This is Kid Rock who says he is uncancelable. Why haven't you been canceled? Like, people aren't allowed to say what they think you are. I am uncancelable. Why's that? Because I don't give a <laughs> And I'm not in bed with any big corporate things at the end of the day. There's nobody I'm beholden to, no record companies, no corporate interests, no nothing. And you can't cancel me. You can't cancel Kid Rock. And guess what? Can't cancel me anymore either. It's fun when you get to that stage in life, isn't it? Great job, Kid Rock. Keep pushing for America, and we'll keep listening to your music. Folks, there's right ways and wrong ways, but there's only one Yahweh. So stand up tall. Keep your shoulders back. Keep your chest out and your head up high because you are a child of God, and no weapon formed against you will ever prosper. Thank you for joining in. Please go to JeremyHarrell.com for more. We'll see you tomorrow. God bless. Rebirth of America. Been a long time coming, and we all learned something that we